Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and I have been MIA over this uh, holiday week, week and a half. Uh, Probably I disappeared on December 23rd, and I'm just now making it back on January 3rd. So um, a lot has transpired because we've had Christmas, we've had New Year's. uh, Some of us have had second and third Christmas, depending on how much family you have. And so that means a lot of gaming has happened. A lot of board games have been gifted. What did I get? What did I play? Well, on December 24th, Gloomhaven went down to $117 on Amazon. It's been lower since then, and it was lower before that, but it was just the right trigger to make me uh, go for it. So I finally picked up Gloomhaven. It arrived sometime after Christmas, and I have cracked the box. I have punched some of the tokens, but I have not played. I have not even punched half of the tokens yet. For those of you who have Gloomhaven or know all about it, it's a big legacy game, and it is has a ton of components. I've not even punched all the boards yet, not taken a look at the things I've wanted to take a look at yet, not even cracked the cards. So, uh, with that said, Gloomhaven sitting on my shelf. I'm excited about that. That was a gift from me to me. What gifts did I get, though, on Christmas, actually? I only got one game, um, and it wasn't even a game exactly. It was an expansion. I got the new heroes for Legends of Andor. This can be played with any of the expansions to Legends of Andor, Journeys to the North, or the, uh, um, what's the last one called? Last Hope. And it can be played with the base game, of course. These new heroes are sweet. They've been out for a long time. It's not like the dark heroes that were just released um, probably about six months ago. This is br- this is this is old old stuff, new to me. These heroes look awesome. What was incredible was I had set up my next scenario for Legends of Andor just days before I got this gift. Had no idea this gift was coming. So now I'm ready to go. It's sitting on my game table underneath on the bottom surface, getting ready to be played. So I'm going to try out these new heroes, which look super sweet. Uh, A couple days later, on on December 27th, I received a gift from my sister-in-law, which was Viticulture Tuscany Essential Edition. This basically adds a brand new board. Uh, This board has four seasons instead of the three seasons you typically play through, which you don't even play through the fall season in the base game. You just collect a card. You actually play through four seasons. Um, There's a building variation where you can have buildings on a card. Uh, that's on your sideboard, and when you use that location, you destroy that building, um, and, and you don't use that uh, ability again. There's um, a new scoring track where you're trying to claim some territory in the Tuscany area, and you get goods when you do that immediately, um, and then in the long run, you can get some victory points. I absolutely love this. We sat down and played it that night, and we could not help but get it to the table again. We had to get it to the table the very next day. So Tuscany is awesome. I got that to the table several times. That is it for... Now, I played tons of games over holiday break, and uh, I can't go into all of those right now. I've had a lot of fun playing them, 
but those are the new things to hit my shelf. And so hopefully they'll all be hitting my table again very soon or for the first time. That's it for now. Check you later. All right, so it's time to talk about some things that have been hitting the table. The reason we want to do this is because a lot has happened over the past couple weeks. And uh, some of the games are new to the table. Some of them you just need to know about because they're great family games. When you play them over the holidays, uh, these are the games that you want to get your family playing because they're accessible and uh, very fun for everyone. So I played a lot of Crokinole this weekend. I don't need to, or excuse me, this past week. Don't need to talk about Crokinole too much. You know about it. You know it's a great dexterity game. If you haven't jumped on board yet, go ahead and do it. It's worth it. Uh, it's a, it's an expensive investment at first, but it's one of the best gaming investments you'll make. If you can pay $140 for Gloomhaven, you can pay $140 for a Crokinole board. Do it. It's worth it. Uh, so Crokinole played that. We played uh, Tuscany, as I mentioned, the expansion to Viticulture. Absolutely love that. Talked about that already. Uh, played some Kingdom Builder. Kingdom Builders, as you know, is my all-time favorite game. It has the most simple mechanic in the world. Draw a card and place three settlements on that type of terrain that you draw. That's not all, though. That You have to do it according to the placement rules, which is always adjacent to what you're already touching. And you want to do it in a way that's going to score you points according to the three victory conditions that are set out before the game. The victory conditions change every game. That's why I love it. Uh, So that was Kingdom Builder. Got some Biblios to the table, a great family-friendly game where you are monks uh, in different monasteries trying to collect the most, or trying to create the most prestigious library by collecting five different types of books. Whoever has the majority in these books at the end of the game will win the point value for those books depending on some dice that are out there that match the color of the book and those dice change up and down throughout the gameplay. So hopefully people aren't turning the dice down of the books that you're collecting. Great little game. Played a lot of No Thanks this uh, this past week. No Thanks is also a fun game and where you're, you're trying to score like golf, you want the lowest score to win. And you're trying to, uh, as you collect numbers, you're going around the table collecting these numbers, uh, three through 35. And anytime you collect a set of a number, of numbers, you only score the lowest amount. So let's say I have uh, five, six, and seven in a set. I'm only going to collect. I'm only going to get seven points for that. Um, the risk in this game is when you have a 26 and a 28, and you're searching for the 27, and you never get it. And then you have to score the 26 and the 28, and you have a pretty high score. Then, as you go around the table trying to collect these cards, or not trying to collect them, actually. You've got these no thanks tokens that you're gonna put out. And when people have passed on a card enough that they put enough tokens down, which equal a negative one at the end of the game, so they're valuable, um, then you might just decide to take it because there's 20 tokens on a 30 point card. So that's like taking only a 10 point card. You have to have no thanks tokens in order to pass on a card. If you run out of no thanks tokens, you have to take the card in front of you. Lowest score wins. It's a great little game. Had a ton of fun playing that. I played High Society like four or five times this past week. And you guys know about High Society. It's a new reprint uh, by Osprey Games. It's a Reiner Knizia game. It's a fun uh, bidding game, kind of bluffing a little bit about what's in your hand and trying to gain members of High Society. 
great game. I've been playing tons of games over this past week, and I've been having a great time doing it. What have you guys been playing? We want to hear what you've been up to. What's new that you've been playing that hit that, that you found under the tree? Tell us all about it. That's it for now. Check you later. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more Board Game Buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games Daily powered by TheologyofGames.com coming to you with a fun game that I played last night at game night. It is a new game from... Czech Games Edition publishers, uh, that is Vlada Švatel's company. He did not design this game, but it's from his company. So it's got the pedigree of code names and Pictomania and things like that. It's called Trap Words. It's designed by Jan Brezing Brezina? Martin. Okay. It's, it's designed by a bunch of people whose names I can't pronounce. So the idea here is that you are adventurers. There are two teams, and both of the teams are trying to make their way through this dungeon. You set up five different rooms with varying numbers on them. In the intro game we played, the numbers were three, four, five, six, seven. Start in room three, trying to make your way to room seven. And the idea here is it's kind of like taboo if the but the other team is picking words that will cause the buzzer to go off. And you don't know what those words are. So the way this works is. First of all, you set up a monster in the last room, and then you set up a couple of curse cards in other rooms, and you're trying to make your way through by guessing words. So you get these cool little books that you slide these, these cards into. These cards have all these different words on both sides and different orientations, and so the books have different holes in them that will show one of those words. So you look at your book, and the word might be milk. And that's the word that the other team is going to be trying to guess. So your team now comes up with words that are traps for that. And in the first room with the three, you can only write down three trap words. So you might write down cow and dairy and uh, drink or something like that. Then after you've got your trap word set, you give it to the whoever the clue giver is on the other turn team. They have a, a couple of seconds to look at the word and then you start a timer. And they can basically start giving clues about this. But they have to be careful because they know you set some traps. And so they're probably like, oh, I cannot say cow because I'm sure they said cow. So they could go, oh, well, it's a bovine liquid and, and hope that you didn't put either of those. And they're trying to get their team to guess what that word is. If they say a trap word, they're out and they don't move forward. If the team only gets five guesses. So if they get to five and they don't guess it, they don't move forward. If the timer runs out, they don't move forward. If the person gives an illegal clue and there are a whole bunch of different uh, rules as to that, then they're out. And But if they make it, then they move to the next room. And this keeps going with each team doing this. And as the num- numbers in the rooms get higher, each team can make more trap words. It's super fun. It's so great. You just lock up and how am I going to get them to say that word without saying any of the words I'm sure they put? And then sometimes you get to the end and, and maybe you don't get it and you go over their words and you go, well, you didn't put that. I could have gone down that road. It's so fun. Last night we had the word lime and we all went fruit in our trap words and the guy looked at the word and realized, okay, they're going to go that way. And so he went 
like limestone and calcium. And, you know, he's trying to get stalactites and trying to get him to go that way. It was so great, so fun. Trap words is awesome. And I didn't even talk about the curses. So the curses, as you, when you enter a room and, uh, and try and guess those words, there are different curses that will go off. And for one round, you have to follow whatever it says. And so there's one like petrification. After your team's first guess, the clue giver has to stop speaking. So it's, you have to be careful with that first guess. Um, they have some silly ones like there's one called compulsion, and your team must preface each guess by saying, I'll eat my hat if it isn't blank. And if you don't say that, you you lose. Um, there's one called echo where you have to repeat the ending of every word that you give for a clue. So that, that at, sounds, ounds, weird, eared, like you're, in a, like you're in a cavern or something. So those are some of the curses that come out. And then, as I said, there are monsters at the end that will m- make their way toward you. And then if you are able to get in the room with the monster and, and use whatever their rule is and still get the word, you win the game. So um, one of them is a dragon. So when you fight the dragon, your team can only make three guesses and not five guesses. Or um, the troll, you can, your clue giver can say no more than ten words total. Or the vampire, your team can make as many guesses as they want, but the guessers can trigger traps, which normally doesn't happen. The guessers can, even if they say a trap word, it doesn't trigger anything. It's only the clue giver. So lots of replayability here. I will be playing this game for a long time. It's super fun. I'm not sure it has the kind of lasting power classic that Codenames does, partly because there's a lot of rules explanation. And there's a reason for it. You have to set out these these rules as to what clues can be given and things like that. Um, but it takes like a solid five minutes to just read through the list. Okay, if the word is dog, you cannot say any breed of dogs because there's no way for them to trap you on that. Things like that. You just have to go through every one of these rules. It makes sense. And I appreciate that as someone who's like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? The rules didn't say that. The rules do say that. You just have to go through it. So there's a little bit of lead time in the rules, but once you do, you're past it, you're done, and you just get to play. It's super fun, and it's got kind of two modes. The the dungeon theme will always be there, but the words, you can choose to have words that are kind of quote-unquote normal, just normal words like lime and milk and things like that, and then there's this whole set of dungeon words that are specific and thematic to dungeons. So you can play with either one of those you want, and uh, trap words, super fun. Check it out. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.